Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Romans. Today is episode 563. Look at Romans chapter 15, verses 1 through 6. Let's read our passage. Now we who are strong have an obligation to bear the weaknesses of those without strength and not to please ourselves. Each one of us is to please his neighbor for his good, to build him up. For even Christ did not please himself. On the contrary, as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For whatever was written in the past was written for our instruction, so that we may have hope through the endurance and through the encouragement from the scriptures. Now may the God who gives endurance and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another, according to Christ Jesus so that you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ with one mind and one voice. This is Paul's letter to the church in Rome. Paul is sending this letter from Corinth on his third missionary journey, and he's sending this letter in advance of his visit as a background theology of the gospel. He's concerned about some issues in the church in Rome. Apparently he's heard some things, that there's some tension between the Jews and the Gentiles in the church. And the question is, what do we do with the Jewish law, the Mosaic law, the law of the Old Testament? All those requirements, do we have to follow them? Do Gentiles have to follow them, even though they're not Jews? And do Jews even still have to follow them in light of liberty in Christ? So Paul's dealing with these issues, and his biggest concern is unity that the two groups come together in common ministry and care for one another. Chapter 15, verse 1 begins, Now we who are strong have an obligation to bear the weaknesses of those without strength and not to please ourselves. He's continuing this discussion of the strong and the weak. And the way he's defined it is the strong are those who understand their freedom in Christ who do not feel bound to the laws of the Mosaic Law, specifically the ritual rules, the rules dealing with diet and calendar, the ceremonial requirements. So the strong understand that they don't have to follow the calendar where there's certain festivals that you have to do certain things, and the Sabbath, because those things were set aside by Jesus. And they also believe you don't have to follow the dietary rules laid out in the Old Testament. Those things were set aside also. We see that in the book of Acts with Peter, where the dietary rules were set aside. And with some of the comments that Jesus made about things in themselves not being unclean. So those who understand that they're no longer under those rules have this freedom in Christ. And because they have this understanding, Paul's calling them strong. They're not under the bondage of the law. And the others who still feel they're under this bondage would be the weak. Primarily, he's speaking of Jews and Gentiles, where the Gentiles have this freedom, they're the strong, and the Jews have this bondage, they're the weak. Now, some of the Jews, like Paul himself, would be considered part of the strong. And that's where Paul begins with, now, we who are strong. Because Paul's a Jewish believer, but he considers himself strong in that he has the 
correct understanding of Christian freedom. Well, what he says is those who are strong have the obligation to bear the weakness of those without strength. So he's putting the obligation on the strong not to flaunt their freedom, but to be very sensitive to the concerns of those who are weak. The goal here is not to please ourselves, to do what I want to do because I can do it, but to be very careful about what I do and how it affects others. Verse 2, each one of us is to please his neighbor for his good, to build him up. So this is just simply putting others first. So even though you have the freedom to do certain things, doesn't mean you should do those things. It depends on how it affects other people. And you've got to take into account what other people think, how they feel, how this is going to affect them. And sometimes we push back on that. Why should I be constrained because of other people's incorrect theology? Well, the goal is unity in the church. And he's specifically dealing with the issue of the Old Testament law here. So you, you can't apply this to everything, but this principle is in place. The whole point, the, the issue here is unity, and you've got to consider how your actions affect other people and their faith. And he points to Jesus in verse 3, For even Christ did not please himself. On the contrary, it is written, The insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. He's quoting from Psalm 69 here, and he's saying that this is applicable to Jesus. So if Jesus would be saying this to God, the insults of those who insult you, God, have fallen on me, Christ. So his challenge to the strong in the church in Rome are, okay, even Jesus didn't please himself. He was concerned about others. Verse 4, For whatever was written in the past was written for our instruction, so that we may have hope through endurance and through the encouragement from the Scriptures. What I'm saying here is the Old Testament is still valid. We may be setting aside the ceremonial requirements, the ritual requirements, but the moral code of the Old Testament, it's still valid. I mean, that's still a picture of what morality looks like. So the Old Testament is still valid. We don't throw it out. And it still shows God's promises and where our hope is. Verses 5 and 6 are a prayer where Paul is praying for unity in the church. He says, Now may the God who gives endurance and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another, according to Christ Jesus, so that you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ with one mind and one voice. So he closes this out with a prayer, a prayer for unity, that they would come together, not that one group would triumph over another, but that the two could come together. And not just simply to tolerate one another and kind of peacefully live alongside, but not have any contact, but to actually view each other as brothers and sisters in Christ, love one another, work toward the common good, and, and come together under Jesus Christ, live in harmony with one another. And the outflow of that in verse 6, so that you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ with one mind and one voice, coming together in unity for worship. So he's addressing the strong here. It's incumbent upon the strong, the more spiritually mature, to 
actually take the action and bear the burdens of the spiritually immature with the whole point of putting others first, which is following the example of Christ and it's for the purpose of unity. Now, he's not saying to ignore sin. That's where sometimes people want to push this and say, I can do what I want. You can't tell me anything because I'm free to do what I want. The context here is specifically the ceremonial requirements of the Mosaic Law. This isn't to excuse sin to where I can redefine what sin is. He said, no, the Old Testament morality is still valid. It's just the ceremonial law. He's not saying that doctrine doesn't matter. What he is saying is that people matter and that we've got to be very sensitive to others. Now, if people are weak in their faith and very confused in their theology, it's what, what we do then is we just have to be very sensitive and help these people move them along to a, a correct understanding of theology. But we don't just run over them with the bulldozer of theology, the bulldozer of doctrine, and say, shape up or ship out, get on board or get out of the way. It's got to be done with sensitivity with understanding, with love. The goal of unity, it's, it's a big deal. You read the final prayer of Jesus in John chapter 15, you just see the, the desire for unity amongst the people of Christ. And we need to move toward a correct understanding of theology. It's got to be done very delicately with the goal of maintaining unity. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Romans 